So we played Rystar this week, right? Yeah. So I bought the uh, Mega Drive Genesis Classics collection on uh, on Steam. Okay, yeah, because it, yeah, it's like seven bucks for like a hundred games. Oh, dude, I got it like I got it on sale, like seventy percent off. I got it for like under four dollars. <laughs> it's that's awesome. out, it's out of control for like sixty plus games or something like it's, that. It's it's such a cool interface too. It's neat. I I find it like. There's a bit, there's a few too many options for me. Oh, dude, like it's fine it. once you get started, but like I feel like they went a little hard on the experience, and I was just like, all right, I I actually just need to know how to get a game started. Like, what <laughs> happens on, if fun. I want to play the video game? <laughs> it's not that hard. It wasn't, but like in my first like three minutes with it, we're like, okay, where do I go actually? Like, what do? <laughs> I love I for me I turned it on and I got excited because I thought it, I thought it was so cool that that you're in like a kid's room uh with the it with is, the the bookshelf of the games to the right it, and they're all listed there like it could be It is a neat I, aesthetic. I'm not going to I'm not going to say it's not. And I loved playing uh Ristar with the where where you could see the TV like Yeah. It, like so you're you kind of zoom out so you're in the room playing a tv right. through the tv and i was like this is this is enjoyable <laughs> i did not play it that way but i see the appeal but yeah, so that know. so that collection though right yeah okay here's the extent to which sega doesn't care <laughs> okay that collection has steam workshop support <laughs> oh yeah it does you're right i'm looking at the page right now steam workshop do you see what's in the workshop? No, no. ROMs. <laughs> really? Literally just straight up Genesis ROMs of games that aren't in the collection that you can just mod into the collection. Holy, holy hell, that's so cool. <laughs> okay, yeah, they care less than, than Bethesda. Now, like. listen, I am not saying that Sega is necessarily okay with those being there. However, I am saying that every time someone makes a Nintendo fan game, Nintendo C and D's the crap out of it. And Sega just bought Sonic Mania and was like, yeah, keep making that. Go. Yeah. I I mean, Sonic Mania was I actually enjoyed it and I don't even like old Sonic games anymore. Like I thought I liked Sonic and then it's, I played it again. I was like, I don't like Sonic actually. It's better than old sonic because it actually makes the speed feel good instead of punishing you for it well it's it's funny you 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 showed me that clip from the stream the other night where 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 uh jesse is is a giant overweight sonic and he mm -hmm. and he's going super fast one way and then he hits a plunger and gets sent literally to the opposite end of yep. the stage and it's hilarious because it's a rom hack but that's not funny well and because sonic, sonic is because sonic big fat tumble boy right right and and you're it's you're uncontrollably collecting onion rings uh, yeah. until you die. Right. And 
that's that's a good time nom, but nom, in nom. real design you're like good god <laughs> oh yeah no like being being like uncontrollably sent back because you just ran to the right and then you ran into a thing that like loses your progress <laughs> while you're drowning yeah that's not cool it's not fun it's not good game design why why would you fun. make it's it like funny the game is built around moving to the right as fast as possible that's yes. the that's the selling point. That's the fun aspect of the game. Why do they make those old Sonic games where like going fast is the funnest thing you can do? Not only the funnest all... thing, it's literally the point of the game. It's literally what the character is. He's got to go fast. But if you <laughs> go fast, you will run into a wall of spikes because fuck you. <laughs> and like I I can't even <laughs> <laughs> you can the the first Sonic game you can cut him some slack maybe because they're like okay whatever but they decided that that was the best type of design forever yeah now like they're basically all like that yeah and Sonic Mania is like hey you want to go fast cool you go fast and if you go fast good you good things will happen Sonic Sonic Rush didn't all I think that's what it was called the the I hear uh, good things about Sonic Rush I didn't play it though that was that was, that was all right I enjoyed that was it on GBA or was that on DS no, it was DS because it was two screens and sometimes it was actually insane because your character was like going between the two screens and you're like, I don't even know what's going on, but I'm just pressing right. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that was fine to me. I didn't actually finish the game because again, Sonic is still Sonic at the end of the day. Sure. Uh, I, I've definitely played a lot more Sonic. I, I've definitely played Sonic a lot more times with the intention of like playing through half the stages and stopping. Yeah. Then with the intention of actually finishing them. I don't yeah. think I've ever finished Sonic 3. So I, I enjoyed Sonic 3. I like that they had the save, like basically. I was going to say, states. Sonic 3 had a save system, so I should have finished it, but I don't think I ever actually did. I think I've played through all of, well, the, I mean, the, the like the first four Sonic games, Sonic and Knuckles. and. Uh, Are you considering Sonic and Knuckles as being Sonic 4? Yeah, the, just the fact. Like the I mean, Sonic and Knuckles game. was actually really cool, right? Because you could play through the other Sonic games then with Knuckles. That was that was that's some pretty fancy tech. I still have the uh, the like cartridge add-on slot Heck on yeah. the shelf behind me, dude. <laughs> I have a photo somewhere of my living room Genesis with a 32x plugged into the top with Sonic and Knuckles plugged into that with Sonic three or two plugged into that. <laughs> oh, you're the one who bought a 32x. I did. I bought, I got tricked at Toys R Us because they were basically giving them away. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I don't even, I don't even, no, no. I think I own one 32x exclusive game, but they, they, so Genesis people give Nintendo a lot of crap for making peripherals and, add-ons and things that are stupid and while they did oh yeah dudes sega in the mid 90s was wild <laughs> sega didn't it's it's very strange because if you look at some of the marketing numbers from then the genesis and the super nintendo were i believe the genesis was actually ahead of the super nintendo in terms of sales at least in the west um and at one they had point just, they were yeah they didn't right, get a head well, start well, then they, but then they started focusing on hardware for some reason. Like they mm -hmm. started being like, okay, what do we do? Let's add a CD add on. Let's make the 32X. Okay, let's make the Saturn. Actually, we don't want the Saturn anymore. Let's make the Dreamcast. Like in, in an incredibly short amount of time, they pumped out a ton of hardware, which then yes. more or less bankrupt them before they actually had to officially declare bankruptcy. Right. There is um, a really, really good video about all of this. It's, it's ostensibly about the Dreamcast, but it's really about the whole lead up to that. Yeah. Basically, like, how did we get to the Dreamcast falling apart yeah. when the Genesis was actually really good? 
Yeah, and it, it was. covers it was a, great a lot of that, and I will send it to you right now. Please it do. Is, um, Maybe we we should put it in the podcast description. Yeah, I will do that. It's uh, let's see, what happened? Dream. I love I love the history of some of 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 the the game industry. It's it's really fascinating. And what I you know what I've always wanted to know. Does the video talk at all about why the Dreamcast controller was completely terrible? I don't because think it does. I can't even understand how that controller got through design. I don't, I don't understand. Like it almost works, but everything about it feels bad if you try to use it ever after like the initial excitement of playing a new console. Yeah, cord on the bottom is a weird choice, and I think that brings the rest of it down. I know that part of that is just like well, and the D pad is VMU to go in the top, but yeah, well. I don't know, man, but like even the D-pad is raised like an inch off of the controller. So if you're yeah. trying to play fighting games with it, you'll destroy your thumb. Yeah, you're you're I I, I've played Power hands. Stone. I know. Heck yeah. Power Stone. Power Stone, dude. Power Stone was Power was, Stone, though. That is the that's the only really good memory I have of the Dreamcast is Power Stone. I so love. I played I like I never had a Dreamcast until like like I actually got one used at a at a thrift store or something yeah. for like 20 or 30 bucks or something <laughs> like probably 5 or 6 years ago. Sure. And just yeah, you know, just to have it just for fun. Picked up like a couple of games, like the, the couple of cheap ones. I think I've got like Crazy Taxi or something. Oh, I mean you got to make some crazy really turn around and find out, but you know. No, that's that's nothing best. notable. Um <laughs> But I do remember having a really good time at a like at a sleepover at mm-hmm. a friend's house and yep. they had a dreamcast and i literally didn't sleep that night just spending the entire night playing um power stone and skies of arcadia dude skies of arcade okay i lied skies of arcadia rule but i had a horrible horrible problem and that my second disc would sometimes not boot up after switching it like so i i could never finish the game on the dreamcast uh which was so it was so disappointing to me because I loved that game so mm-hmm. much and I I won I think I, just, I actually mentioned maybe I mentioned this in a really early podcast but I won the Dreamcast by selling candles in oh band, in my oh one like, of those kinds of things huh it was like my seventh or eighth grade band uh, class where if you sold the most candles you won a Dreamcast I was like well I'm going I'm going ham on this thing mm-hmm, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I took it to my sister had like a a birthday party at an ice skating rink and I sold it to a all of like her friends, families and stuff. Um, and I, I eked out the victory by like, you know, a couple candles. It felt pretty good. And so that Christmas, my mom got me some Dreamcast games. I actually signed up for like Sega net and everything. So I had like the keyboard and mouse and stuff. Um, I remember playing Quake Fear Arena on my Dreamcast with a keyboard and mouse. <laughs> I think the only thing that I've ever like won in that way, where yeah. it's like do a certain amount of things and get a piece of hardware you know like get get a piece of technology yeah by yeah by doing well in the competition is my ipad Ooh, that's that's a good one well it was it was actually through bleacher report oh i yes i remember you talking yeah i think i told you about this it was literally like it was literally i was a i was a football writer at the time yeah and the and the draft was coming up and they're like all right all hands on deck everybody like go all out and make and do as much draft coverage as you possibly can and if you hit the threshold you need like a quarter million uh page views over the course of like a month and a half while we're doing while we're doing like 
prep work for this. And if you hit that, then everyone who hits that gets a gets an iPad too, as was that's, the. I mean, that's a good reward. The new one at the time. Um, that the the. <laughs> I was one of like eight people on the whole site that did it. The uh uh, the. The Dreamcast, it was, it was, it was that sort of thing because that's the only thing I've ever won in that way as well. Like where you have to do something to, to actually, it's one of the few. I, it's weird to say one when you didn't like a lot of footwork for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not like a lottery where you just kind of you know buy the thing and then it happens. It's like yeah, I, I don't want to say earned because that doesn't feel right either. <laughs> you know what? You know what is that reminds me of something that always like kind of rubs me the wrong way. What's that? Um, so I freelance and I do yeah. a lot of, you know, I do a lot of work and I do, you know, and I send in invoices. It's not just like, it's not as simple as like you just do the work and then the paycheck comes in. You got to send in the invoice and then wait for the invoice to get paid. And sometimes yeah. you got to follow up to remember the, to remind people that an invoice. <laughs> hey, I did this paid. work. You should pay me for it. <laughs> but there's, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mention anything in particular. Sure, let's not. But there is a particular, um, there's a particular freelance company that I've done work with, mm -hmm. and they have basically a form letter letting you know when the, uh, when the, uh, invoice gets paid. Yeah, and the and it leads with congratulations, your invoice has been paid. <laughs> congratulations, like, like I've won a sweepstakes or something. It's like don't <laughs> no, this is not a congratulations, like. <laughs> Anything, that makes it sound like there was doubt that I would get paid for the work that I did. It's, if anything, it should be the opposite. Like, I should congratulate you for getting to work with me. Well, it's just like, don't you imagine like working a nine to five and you get your paycheck at the end of the week and they're like, congratulations, you got paid as if you like as if you won a lottery or something. And it's like, no, this is like, don't. <laughs> It's not Don't even congratulate like congratulate me for the thing I earned. It's even worse than just like a pat on the head. Like, good job. Like, here's your money. Like congratulating. I would somehow. take good job. That's what I mean. It's it, the congratulation is the, is the worst thing they could possibly say on your paycheck. Yeah, exactly. Not, it's in no way congratulatory. It's, it's like, yes, I did the work. Thanks for paying me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just like, it's just this insidious thing. That reminds you, like, hey, you should feel fortunate for this. Right, yeah. Well, and, and then, well, the, the, the sad part is, is maybe there's a part of you that wants to feel fortunate because, hey, you have a job, you're getting money, you're getting paid. But when they, when, when they present it that nice. way and, you're, and you want to just, like, give them the big middle finger because you're like, no, this is, this is, you don't get to decide me that I'm feeling fortunate about this. Right. <laughs> this is my money. Right. I did the thing already. I'll feel fortunate on my own time, damn it. Congratulations <laughs> to you for not forgetting. Yeah, really? Maybe maybe that's what it means. They're really congratulating themselves. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh. We decided not to forget you exist this week. <laughs> what the fuck? That's Oh, this is completely it, off topic. It's such a small petty thing, but it still it still gets me. Dude, no, no, no. That's not Okay, it is it is it is small and and it's not I wouldn't say it's petty, but th there's the 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 clarity of language is so important. And, it is. And I, one that's word literally can, what most of my work is. 
Exactly. And and one word or one phrase can throw everything off. I, I, I won't be able to recall it perfectly right now, but there was a billboard that Lachisi and I saw for a for a hotel and it had a lady like resting on the bed and the words that it said were better than you expected and i'm like well that's certainly mm. leaves that certainly leaves much to the imagination or to like what would what would you possibly mean by that in a good way like better than you so i'm just expecting trash already like yep. i don't understand it's such an odd choice of words to, yeah. to describe a product that you're supposed to be excited about right like because like <laughs> the the proper way to the the proper way to present that in like a in like a promotional sense is like exceeds expectations exactly but and it's 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 such an easy fix it's just, it's one of those where you're you're driving by and you're like how how did that happen <laughs> Like, it it happened because, like, everyone in the room just nodded their head. <laughs> right, and, right. And, like, five or six people in that room were like, mm, I don't <laughs> know. But they were like, no, it's fine. Just don't. Yeah, I don't who, care. Who, who, congratulations, I got paid. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> question it. It's just going <laughs> to just going to make everything complicated. And, like, no one, no one gives you a know, damn. We, we we were talking about skies of Arcadia, and I I I have to share this. One of my, one of my favorite moments in the game is on the Dreamcast, mm-hmm. when whenever a random battle was about to happen, the 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 Dreamcast engine would rev up, where it would ah, go, yeah. and so if you paused the game, it screwed up whatever the RNG thing was that was about to load the random battle. Oh. And you could just so I was like, wait, does this? And I I I figured this out because I wanted to just get through this section of the game, and I was tired of random battles. And I heard the engine revving up, and I was pausing it, and I was not getting into random battles. It was That's such a wild. It was so. It was like, oh man, cool. I figured this thing out. And thinking about it later, it's like, wow, what a <laughs> what a great piece of hardware. <laughs> oh, I was so excited when they announced they were bringing the. Uh, well, once the Dreamcast died, and they were, you know, putting Sonic on Nintendo consoles, and then they then they put Skies of Arcadia on the the GameCube. Yeah, they oh, did. Oh man, yeah, I was so freaking excited. So I finally got to play through the game, like finish it because I couldn't before. That was that was a, an excellent experience. You might be yeah, it a, needs a like a, an back. HD remake or something like stat. it does. I would I would absolutely buy Skies of Arcadia again because I haven't played through it since the GameCube, which was sometime in high school or whatever. I mean, and, like, uh, Sega in general is sitting on an absolute treasure trove of IPs that they do actual, absolutely jack-all with. Yeah, it's, it is, it's... It is, like, they they basically have, at this point, they look at it and it's like, okay, Sonic, Yakuza, <laughs> Atlas stuff. Because <laughs> we bought Atlas a few years ago, so that's ours. That's Sega. And, and, and it's like, they Fantasy just... Star kind of had a resurgence. Yeah, I guess they do. They have PSO two. Yeah, but like, Dude, looking have... through that collection is like there's good stuff in here that like they just are only just starting to scratch the surface of. For sure. Well, and I think that's the it, it, that's 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 my biggest complaint about Rise Star is that it was it was limited by the time for the the console that it was made on not not so much the time exactly cuz 95 is the end of the genesis so it could have been pushed to the saturn or whatever sure but yeah. the 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 genesis suffers from one of the I, I guess it's kind of the 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 problem of making pro versions of consoles that you kind of have today is that mm. no company is going to make exclusive games for that console really nintendo mm-hmm. does it occasionally with one or two right like they they made a 
the the the, the Game Boy or the 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 3DS version of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles was exclusive to the the new 3DS or whatever they were calling it. I don't remember what it was called now. I like believe it powerful. was just the new Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, because they're psychos when it comes to their 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 naming yep. uh, structures. Yeah, and so Genesis. Hey, they with nailed console. it with Switch though. Switch what? is great. Oh yeah, Switch, Switch. But it's yeah, literally no. like the only good name they've had since the DS. But it could be a problem when they get to the Switch Pro. Like, who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, it's going like the the new Nintendo Switch Plus, <laughs> the newest Switch Pro. Uh... <laughs> they should well, like the... we already have the Switch Lite, which is like the non-dockable version. Yeah, they should just call them the Switch Lite and the Switch Heavy. The Switch Heavy. <laughs> Yeah. I would even... buy a Switch Heavy just because they called it that. Please, please use the ice hockey, um, the NES ice <laughs> hockey characters <laughs> for, for the logos. <laughs> oh, man. If Nintendo doesn't, someone on Reddit sure will. Oh, I really hope so. <laughs> that would be so awesome. No, but but the, the, the Genesis... It shipped with a console that only, or shipped a console with a controller that only has three buttons. Then they made a controller that has six buttons, but you can't, well, some games did, but a lot of their most, I don't think there are too many, like that collection that's on Steam, I'm pretty sure all of those games play comfortably with three buttons. Most games do. There is one reason and one reason alone that the Genesis has six, that has a six button controller. And that's because of Street Fighter. Yep. Yep. Like, that's literally just it. Street yeah. Fighter was the biggest game in the world in the mid-90s. And They're like, you could play it buttons. on a SNES because it had four face buttons and two triggers. Yep. And the Genesis had three buttons and you couldn't play Street Fighter. So they literally gave it six buttons laid out in an arcade style. Yep. Which is nonsensical. Like here we are 25 years later and you don't have you don't have controllers with six face buttons. I don't know why. <laughs> Cuz the only ones that did it and these are not the only ones. I'm sure there's one that I'm forgetting about, but yes. The the, well, the six button Genesis controller and the original <laughs> Xbox. Don't don't count. Well, I think the Saturn had the six buttons. Um I'm, I'm pretty So sure. basically all bad decisions well and the worst just in my personal ranking of bad controllers i think the more number of face buttons you have the probably the worse the controller is because look at the the uh this is maybe not true and i really am just trying to get to the punchline here that the the atari jaguar is the worst controller <laughs> ever made it's... okay so i i mentioned that uh matt mcmuscle's video oh yeah um about the Dreamcast. Yeah. So part of the reason for the 32X right. is because Sega executives were in a panic <laughs> saying, we have to do something. We can't sit on our laurels. They had the Saturn in development. Right. And they basically cut the legs out from under the Saturn to make the 32X so that they could get something out sooner. Because, oh, oh, my God, you guys, we have to do something about the, Jaguar. the Atari Jaguar. It's <laughs> going to eat us alive. The, the, the Jaguar controller, it shipped with what essentially was the top half of the controller was a Genesis controller. You know, mm -hmm. D-pad, start, select, and, and well, actually, the Genesis controller didn't have the select, but the, 
the start select and then three buttons. Then it had a, an actual keypad, okay, right on the bottom half of the Genesis controller. It was just a keypad, like a numpad for a telephone. There was, sure. was twelve buttons. The the Atari Jaguar they 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 decided that the controller wasn't uh, designed well enough, and they they redid it and they added like they they changed the way that the controller was going to ship. They kept mm-hmm. the D pad. They kept the start and select buttons. They kept okay. the 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 numpad there. Then they added sure. three more buttons. <laughs> so no. It was like, so it had six of like the standard buttons and then two shoulder buttons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need a picture of this. All right, hold on. No, I'll, send I, you... I'll, I'll look it up. I. Oh yeah, yeah. If you Atari just type Jaguar Atari Jaguar, Jaguar. I like. I'm, I'm sitting at. Oh dear lord. <laughs> Do you know? You know what? what? Okay, no, I've seen this before. Yeah. And just like my brain was not making the connection to Atari Jaguar controller, but no, that's that's too, that. This looks like a. This is like a steel battalion controller. Yeah. Well, do you want to know what the numpad was for? The the twelve buttons on the bottom. Could you use it as a phone? No, no. But although you know what's funny is that it is a phone because it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Then it has the 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 asterisk and the pound oh, yeah, sign yeah. on there. It literally Great. has an octothorpe on the controller. But the the the. The the, the 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 keys there were for a faceplate that the companies were supposed to put in the game box that you could then lay over top of it. So, you know, you're starting up your game, you put on that game's game specific faceplate that then lets you know what those twelve buttons are for. Ah. <laughs> so the Magnavox Odyssey strategy. Yes, <laughs> if you lost that nameplate, you have 12 buttons in your game that you have literally no idea what the hell they're supposed to do well and like how many like if this had actually had any sort of lifespan how many people would have put games out without those faceplates because it costs too much and right. then just expected people to figure it out on their own just press start look at the look at the controller screen like you you can't tell me you haven't pressed you know you've looked at a control scheme on a modern game and you're sort of like you're that first glance you're like oh god that's like a lot of buttons even though you already oh, know yeah, all when the they buttons. just show you the they just show you the outline of the controller and then there's just there's just like lines pointing to every single button on the controller and it's like yeah. no i I've learned nothing from this. You have that moment of, good God, I'm never going to figure this out. And obviously, it's it's never as bad as it seems at first. But I, I love the idea of thinking about an Atari Jaguar where where they, they have two controller, two images of the Atari Jaguar controller, depending on if you have the one with only uh, like 16 buttons or the one with like 23 buttons. <laughs> there's just lines all over the place because no one has any idea what anything actually does in the game. And they just say, figure it out on your own legitimately the venn diagram of games that give you the controller layout here's what every button does in the game <laughs> yeah is a circle <laughs> with games that continue to tell you what every button does in context for the rest of the game yeah, exactly. like they, they give you that in the loading screen but then like every single time something every single time something comes up it's always like press b to open your wingsuit <laughs> so for some reason my mind went straight to just cause and i don't know why <laughs> i didn't even play that game very much but like that's the one that that comes in that's the one that like pops into my head for like here's what all of your buttons do but we'll just tell you in context anyway so some of i sent you a link because some of the face plates were really great because the company's like what the what the hell we don't what? need 12 buttons like <laughs> this is super unnecessary and so like wolfenstein 3d 
they just put blood spatter on the nameplate that you're supposed to attach yeah, to your so controller. Yeah, so you've got three, I'm going to say what looks like probably quick save buttons. I think that's what they are because it's, yeah, And I a map guess. button. <laughs> you can turn music on and off, and then there's five buttons that are just like, that just have like artistic blood spatter over them. Well, like, and then there's the- You don't <laughs> need these. Then there's the asterisk and the and the on the Octothorpe, like just sitting there. They probably do something, but they don't have any labels. <laughs> no, shut up! It's fine. They probably do something <laughs> because they were sitting there at it, and they're like, "Well, the fuck are we supposed to do with this?" <laughs> I mean, it's, you see that a lot, right? Like this is the thing with the Wii U as well. Is yeah. like, I mean, how Nintendo didn't even know how to use like, it. Here's all this functionality we're supposed to use, but like, we don't have any reason to like i don't care about this yeah yeah we have exactly. to make it work for something but like we're not really thinking about using this as a major gameplay implementation it's just kind of there and we just kind of have to figure out something to do with it i mean the, the wii u was was clearly a i don't want to say it was a mistake from from almost from the I, beginning but i don't i can't think of any nintendo game that really utilized the the wii u's controller scheme except other than a map uh like, there is one two there are two um one of them is the pack-in title nintendo land oh the nintendo land was okay okay the nintendo but land that's was basically awesome. a tech demo for like here's what you can use the screen for yeah but then they forgot and much to... like wii sports that's the best anyone ever used that in the like unique yes. console implementation yes yes um, the other one I can think of off the top of my head is Star Fox Zero. They did do it in Star Fox Zero, but it but was But it's awful. bad. <laughs> and the, everyone the, and the... everyone hated that game specifically for that reason. Yes. The the, the free pack and title that was like a like switching between screens and stuff. I I I didn't actually play it because I was like I'm I don't care. Which I which is odd for me because usually I'm excited about new technology and stuff, mm, but yeah. The I just, I don't know. There's something about the Wii U that rode me the wrong way. Once once I realized that Nintendo wasn't going to do anything with the the hardware in a cool... I mean, they kind of fell into that trap with the Wii, right? Like you were just saying. is I, I was hoping that they were going to make some sweet boxing game that utilized the balance board and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And that would have been that would have been cool, like some mocap boxing yeah. uh, that you could play at home. But they have never... like aerobic boxing in, in like Wii Fit, but that's about it. Yeah, but it's not the it's not it, you know no, it's not if, it's not actually boxing because if you could have used the balance board and I I know the balance board technically worked with punch out and stuff but it wasn't quite it wasn't built for it from yeah from the beginning. no <laughs> don't do that right <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying that's a that's a bad <laughs> the balance board that let everyone know they were morbidly obese yep that's <laughs> Thank what you. its job was and Thanks. and that you have poor balance. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's like you have the balance of a ninety-five year old. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> Did you have head trauma as a child? <laughs> wow, Nintendo. How old are you? Twenty-four? <laughs> Great. Your physical age is sixty-seven. Yeah, your physical age. Do you use a wheelchair? Jesus. <laughs> your uh your your physical health qualifies for the senior discount at Denny's. <laughs> But you probably shouldn't eat there. <laughs> Not as much as you have been, fatty. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo really went hard on the on the the BMI for for, for the balance. Yeah, board. they sure did. Like, 
There was a period of a few years in there where they were just calling everybody fat. I well, I had a buddy who was he was really like really muscular, and he got on there and they're like, oh wow, you're a big fatty fat, and he's like, what the hell, Nintendo? <laughs> yeah, it, it's because like BMI is not a good way of like determining health in the first place. No, no, no. it's it's just like and a like they are calculating it based on just a simple like height, height over weight. weight. Yeah, and so like muscle weighs more than fat. So if you are if you are like built and huge and <laughs> rippling with muscles, this was your, not my your problem. Wii fit avatar is going to be a, is going to be like fat Sonic. <laughs> oh like, my God. Oh my God. Why isn't that? That should, I wish, God, I wish I, I really want Sega to use fat Sonic in a game someday. They will not. I know they won't. Under be any a- circumstances. <laughs> But the sprite is so adorably gross. <laughs> it's it's really upsetting. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2 XL, if you guys want to know what if you guys want to know the, the ROM hack. That's that's <laughs> what it's called. Sonic 2 XL. So this week on the podcast, we make fun of Sega games and Nintendo's <laughs> ability to maybe not uh, call people fat. <laughs> Rystar's. I don't have I think, a I don't have a segue for this. Did 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 we? <laughs> we just kind of we we did the Sega to Rise Star where we mentioned the name and then just completely forgot about it for the rest. I of the I time. was trying to segue into it and then it just we just went in a different direction and I was like this is fine. We literally talked about every other Sega property. <laughs> we didn't talk about Golden Axe. God damn it! We've now we've talked about Golden Axe. Yeah, no Streets of Rage. <laughs> we, hey, Streets of Rage got a thing. Oh yeah, that's true. Streets of Rage Four is great. Yeah, and gold. But that's kind of what I was talking about. Where I was like, Sega has this treasure trove of IPs that people yeah. still really, really, really like, but they refuse to do anything with. Well, it's it's weird because if they released a new Echo the Dolphin, I would buy it, and I barely even played the original. I mean, let's run down the list. Echo the Dolphin, people would play it. Jet Set Radio, people would play it. Skies oh God, of Arcadia, is, people would play it. Golden Jet Axe, Set Radio people would play not, it. Jet Set Radio, I don't understand how that isn't isn't on like a, a remake list. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like it, technically, like Jet Set Radio Future is kind of like the reboot remake. True, but that was like that was like fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was. Holy cow! Like, I mean, dude, for God's sakes, they had columns, which was 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 a I, I was I'm not a big fan of the match three kind of thing, but how how did they not make that into just like a, a cell phone game even like ten years ago? I, I don't know. Like someone beat them to the punch and made makes a lot of money from it. Yeah, I know. It's very weird. It is. It is. So next no I <laughs> So uh, no, but like I feel like this actually leads in perfectly to Rystar because Rystar is on that list. Sonic Team made Rystar. In fact, in fact, before Sonic was a thing, the 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 uh, my understanding is that the development behind Rystar is what led to Sonic. And really? so it was so uh or something akin to that where I don't know it was it was I was remember reading that the 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 head of Team Sonic at the time was talking about uh when they were like thinking of how to make a character and they wanted to make someone that was going faster and faster and mm-hmm. the, the character was a rabbit i guess at the time which was this uh, going to be this idea for rystar and then they were like well okay. this doesn't make sense we have to make them go faster and that was where they came up with the curling into a ball and then hedgehogs yada 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 that became sonic so so rystar is even a game 
that propelled them to create their original mascot. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Let's get deeper into it after a word from our sponsors. Sounds good. Back to reality. I mean, <laughs> calling Rystar reality is a bit generous. I, I guess. Did you know they, they obviously they changed some of the art from Japan to U.S. There's mm-hmm. uh, on, on one of the, there's a wiki that has a whole bunch of where they were the, the game stuff where they kind of like show like a, you know, side to sides, right. like the images. Yeah. And even right, obviously, obviously they made Rystar have a, uh, he used to have up eyebrows and a smiley face, but now he has pointed eyebrows and a grumpy face. Oh, they, they gave him the Kirby treatment. Yeah. They, well, and, but this time they gave all the enemies the Kirby treatment. Like oh. pretty much every enemy in the Japanese version of the game is, has like smiling or just like, I don't know how to describe this bird's eyes. They're just like cracked out. Um, okay. Yeah. Like the, and, like uh, the, the sort of like googly eyes. Yeah. Well, it's basically just like a plus sign right in the middle of his eyeball. <laughs> Um, oh yeah okay and uh but they turned them all into angry eyebrows they give every single character angry eyebrows and then grumpy grumpy uh grumpy frown if they can the the only change that really makes sense is the do you remember the ice level the well yeah. i think it was called freon here because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's safe but um the, the final <laughs> I mean, boss it is cold it's true I, I guess yeah I don't actually, is Freon itself cold or is Freon just, does it freeze? I, I don't, don't know. actually know. <laughs> um, so originally the final boss of that stage was a cat and you reason you were feeding it hot food is because yeah. there's a saying in Japanese where apparently people that don't like hot or spicy food are said to have a cat's tongue. So it was like a play on oh. that. And then in America, they just kind of made it look like a, a melting goopy ice monster. Yeah, you just kind of a goop you. monster. Yeah, so you're you're freezing it. Because now it's a frost monster and you're feeding it hot food so it melts. So that's that's, that's a change that I, I can totally get behind. I understand. Yeah. Because otherwise you'd be like, why are you feeding that's, this? That's true localization. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. like, you this, know what? That's right. this is a joke that is culturally loaded and doesn't translate well. Mm-hmm. Make a change to it to make it kind of still work. So I, I was, I was, I'm totally okay with that change. I, I, I'll never understand the grumpy eyebrows because, are we really? <laughs> I guess you know that's like, just the way. Because you feel bad beating up things that don't look like they mean you harm. Yeah, and, and a main, the main character can't possibly look, uh, happy. Well, what's funny is the the splash image of the start screen. He still looks happy and is like snapping his fingers. It's only in game that he has a grumpy face. Yeah. So it's it's like they didn't want to they didn't want to change that. They they also changed the story just a little bit, which I thought this was particularly interesting. In the Japanese version, there's a sprite uh, a star goddess Oroto that appears to say, "Hey, come help us." Um oh, Okay. And that's where Rystar comes from. And then in America, it's about his son you're 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 like the legendary hero's son who comes to save him. So that end scene where you're where the king of all cosmos is is like yeah. holding like grasping for you and you're you're you know you're giving him a big old hug. That's that's only in the US version. Okay. The Japanese version has That's the why bosses. it looks so jank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, this is the first we I didn't actually ask you this. This is the first time um that we've done this where I haven't watched you play through it before we've done the podcast, I want to say. Oh, really? And 
because okay. I was I just couldn't watch you while you were playing it. So I have no idea how you felt about the game. Sorry about that. We uh, except- actually okay. I actually have a an idea because we both sent out tweets about the game. Yes, that's true. That had very different. Uh, tones to them. So I actually wanted to specifically, now that we've talked about localization differences in the ending, yeah. let's talk about what Rystar is. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> I actually wanted to specifically ask you your opinions first. Mm. Yeah, sure. Because I, I, I feel the... like I, I tend to like bulldoze and steamroll the discussions and I want to, I want you to get your thoughts oh, out I there don't... first. I don't feel, I don't feel that way. Truly. But you know, you I'm know, glad but, you don't. Like, I don't. I don't like to feel like I'm affecting your opinion with mine. No, but so I feel the, like by the, the by I, the end of a lot of podcasts, I feel like you sort of run into like, well, yeah, I guess that's true. So what happens when the the reason I do that is because I tend to come to an opinion ex- really quickly, and sometimes I don't until I, until I have time to process it or think about it or talk with someone else about what I'm thinking. I I. Uh, that's that's when my opinion starts to change, right? So um, you, you would say that your opinion is still sort of like in process. Yeah. You have first impressions and you need to like figure out which parts of that to sort of crystallize into a long-term impression. Yes, exactly. So the part I always for me, come back to Gunstar Heroes, where we both yep. kind of went into it sort of mad, like, eh, I feel like it's a little overrated. And then by the end of it, we were like, yo, game's rad. You remember <laughs> that time when the, the cool thing? That was so that's, super cool. That's so that's my that's my normal that's I guess that's I, I don't know I I don't know why but that's tend to that's that's how I tend to formulate opinions especially in the last I would say 10 years or so mm-hmm. when I was in high school and college and stuff I would come to an opinion and then be like this is law for me like it's like it felt yeah. like that's what I have to be and I, you know that's stupid so I mean I, I, I tend to when be more we're open. younger and we're not as you know, we're not as flexible and like challenging our own perceptions of things I think we all sort of run into that yeah, exactly. So, so for me with the podcast, it's really great because I can sometimes be really, I can have strong opinions mm-hmm. that when I think about them later, it's like, well, actually, that's not entirely fair. And, and Gunstar is my, my, it's also my favorite example because I, I finished that game and I was like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. And then when yeah. we were done talking about it, I was like, wait a minute, I think I like this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, I, we both. And that wasn't like, I came in feeling kind of the same as you, where it's like, I don't know, it just kind of, it was just kind of there. But then, like, we started recapping the high points of it, and we were like, oh, no, actually. Oh, yeah. no, okay, no, there there was stuff. It was actually really cool. <laughs> yeah. I think, so, okay, so with that Rystar, in mind, tell we, me, like, walk me through your experience with Rystar. I think it's important for, for those listening, there's probably a, a couple that have no idea what this is. So it's, sure. first of all, it's like a, it's a, it's... I guess it's like a platformer. It's a platformer. It's a, right? It's it's weird. The reason I'm hesitating is because there's not a lot of, it's not platforms. about making tricky jumps or, or jumping to platforms. Um. <laughs> well, the, so, there is, but like the main mechanic of the game is Rystar's whole, like, I, I, I assume his name is Rystar. I never actually so. really established, but we're going to yes. go with that. His, I think his name's Rystar, yeah. Um, so he, he was, he's he got, got stretching arms. He Dexstar, and then they changed it. <laughs> They, I'm, I'm, got, I'm being serious. <laughs> they've got um, he's got stretchy arms, and he reaches out and he grabs things. And that's it's so the game is extremely simple. Again, mentioned you know an hour ago when we were talking about the the limitations of the hardware, and I think that that's what really happened to this game for me. Um, 
So there's only three buttons, but really there's only two buttons. There's, there's jump. really only two buttons that matter. There's right, only there's two jump. functions. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, two, two of the buttons, A and C, I think do the same thing. They yeah. both jump. So uh, you have jump and you have stretchy. Yeah, and the stretchy arms does everything from you grab enemies that way, you grab items. You you can do this really cool thing where the, my favorite mechanic in the game and what made me enjoy it while playing it was you can kind of grab poles in front of you and then it sort of launches you in a direction. And sometimes they're mm-hmm. above you, sometimes they're below you. And you mm-hmm. get to kind of build up speed. There's a sense of... Uh, it's, it's kind of like when you're when you get a good platform jump going in Mario and you're running and it's like oh wow this this stage feels really well designed where you're going at top speed and you're jumping from f- small fat f- small platform to small platform right yeah you, you get it, that p speed going and you're just kind of like hitting these like not like pixel perfect jumps but like pretty precise jumps and you're just kind of going and it just feels yeah good. for the for the casual player it feels pixel perfect yeah. even though it's not like you're right. like oh my god I just crushed that level that was awesome right and so Rystar that that's that was my favorite part of of Rystar. And then that's, that's honestly the whole game. It's just getting from one stage or from point A to point B. Um, sometimes there's some puzzles and things, but mostly it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. I wouldn't call it a complicated game. Right. Um, so what, what hung it up for me and what, what is, I don't like, I didn't, it it kind of fell into the Sonic team trap, I guess, where Mm -hmm. you're kind of moving along but then you see stuff you want to collect, but it's, it's, it kind of, it just disrupted the whole action for me. So you'd see yeah. like a chest above you and you're like, okay, how do I get up there? And you try to do, I don't know. Did you try doing ever the, the diagonal of climbing the walls? Absolutely. It, but it doesn't quite, it doesn't work on. Well, ledges. you can like, so when Rystar reaches his hands out, he grabs something, then he pulls himself towards it. And for mm-hmm. enemies that turns into like a big headbutt, which is your primary attack. Mm-hmm. But for walls, you can literally just like base. It's basically like a wall jump yeah. where you just kind of grab and you climb up the wall and you just kind of headbutt it. But then you can do it again and you can actually climb up the wall. Yeah. And it's, it's but then that was very no, satisfying. Yeah. Except when you get to the edge. Like there when you, is when no you're like at the top way of it. to grab the corner or the edge of a platform yeah. to get up and over it. And I think that was a huge that that, that was that was it's the first clearly moment. intentional. Of course, they want you to go through it. They want you to get the item in the way that they wanted you to get it. Right, and, which is usually for me, to that go kind of, like down and around a different way. Yeah, and and so when I ran into that the first time or the second time, I was kind of like, this is sort of annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to, I didn't want to have to play it the way that they wanted me to play it because it felt like it was within reach and it felt like it was a purposeful uh, a way to prolong a game or like to make it more, f- it's almost, it was almost for me, it was just made it more frustrating to get yeah, to the item or that. the box. Um, Especially once you realize that the boxes don't actually have anything all that special in them. Yeah. I tell you what, I was really frustrated when I beat the game and realized that the, the, the bonus stages, all that they did was unlock a password for, to, to, to like play the game again. I don't, I don't know. The password system was really weird. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be like a, I, I didn't actually think about it because I saw the password screen. I was like, oh, they must give you passwords to kind of do like, that's their way of doing. You assume states. it's the thing that passwords do in that era, which is like restart <laughs> from a stage. Yeah. But, but the passwords are actually linked to the secret stages, which then now, it, interestingly, in the westernized version, we lost about half of the password possibilities as, as Japan where they, that the, the Japanese version had a lot more things that could be unlocked through right. passwords. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's, it was a really, I, I had an okay time playing the game and there were some moments that felt super great. Uh, mm-hmm. but overall I'm, 
I was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I, I it it was it's like a I guess it's a forgettable experience is is except for so the music. I, I really I, liked the music. The music is really good. Um, and we were talking about um, we were talking about during the stream. We were talking about the music in this game and just Genesis music in general. And like we can we can pretty much agree that in terms of like ability. Yeah. If we're to go back to the mid nineties console wars, um, the super Nintendo has more versatility Absolutely. in its sound card by a lot in, in the chipset. Like, so when you're playing rise, it doesn't feel like end of life Genesis game to me. Right. Like literally this game came out and then three months later, the Saturn was released or something. Yeah. Like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. I don't like, see, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. Cause it does feel like it's, it does feel like it's using the hardware really well. That's I, I guess what I mean. It's just the limitations of the Genesis in general. It doesn't. It's it's hard for me to differentiate like a a mid a mid level Sonic or excuse me like a in the the, the early nineties Genesis game with Rystar. It it does a good job using what's there, but there's there's just something left wanting for me. I don't I don't know how to pinpointed I, maybe it's my bias towards the super nintendo which is totally possible that i mean <laughs> that i have that too <laughs> but like the thing about the music that we were going to say is like the super nintendo is capable of making more varied music mm -hmm. and it has more capability it has more versatility yeah the yamaha sound chip in the sega genesis is highly limited mm -hmm. and it's basically just like most of the sound that it makes is pure electro fart. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, Rystar did not. Rystar's soundtrack felt like it could be on the Super Nintendo. Yes. <laughs> because the the good music on the Genesis is pure yeah. skill. That's true. There's a there is a finite number of people that use the set the that use the Genesis sound uh, sound chip. Mm -hmm. to like like to good effect to make like really like to basically use what it does and write music that works with that sound set really well and you had like it's it's kind of like you have to reverse engineer it right you can't just like think up the music in your head and then try to make the sound chip emulate what you're hearing Right. Or what you're what you're thinking of or what you wanted to do based on like real instrumentation. You have to basically like look at what the sound chip is able to do and then go back and be like, how do I make that sound good? Mm -hmm. And the and the Genesis soundtracks that do that well, like that music is timeless, but it's because they're they're basically putting the the Yamaha sound chip into a position where it's like, oh, yeah, this sounds good. Mm -hmm. like this this kind of like grungy bass and the sort of like the electrical wine that kind of like emulates a, a electric guitar and the way they <laughs> sure. use percussion like oh yeah like streets of rage right like the yeah the streets of rage soundtrack is unbelievably good and most sonic music is is also the streets of rage like the streets of rage um soundtrack is meant to emulate electronic music right like electronic, like dance house music mm -hmm. from the era. So like, basically the point I'm getting at is like, because the SNES sound chip had 
more versatility and more capability. Like good Genesis music is more often a sign of like real talent. Mm -hmm. Like, because there's such a higher degree of difficulty, not just to write a good tune, but to write a good tune and then like crunch it onto that sound chip in a way that still sounds good. I th- and that's a good point uh, because when you think about Streets of Rage, the 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 stuff that the the type of sound that the Genesis excelled at was actually the Streets of Rage style of music, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas the the Rystar music is much, uh, well, a lot of it anyways is kind of more laid back and chill and sort of yeah. not that electro, you know. Well, yeah, very farts. much so. It's, which it's, is even more impressive to me. Exactly. exactly. No, totally. I, the the I have absolutely nothing negative to say about the music in Rystar. I, in fact we were talking earlier about the music and I was saying how, Oh my God, I remember listening to an OC remix of, yeah. Yeah. Of the song. I love, I like, like I liked the music already. I just didn't realize it was Rystar music. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like Rystar is not a game that people like really pay a whole lot of attention to or think about very often. I think. Yeah. They, they, so it's, it's really interesting that it was, they were, they were thinking about Rystar and then they came to the idea of Sonic and then they mm-hmm. made Sonic and they just forgot about Rystar for, you know, five years or whatever. Uh, it's it's really too bad because I think the game could have been much more than what it was. Because I actually, I I I made it. I, so at first it sounded. Hmm, how what, how do I want to say this? So I made it sound like the limitations of the game revolved around the lack of buttons on the controller, and that's that's not exactly what I meant. I think mm-hmm. it, what because I don't have a problem with the game having only two buttons. We we played the the Kickbot game and that was super cool. Yeah. Um, and. So I think that was that's missed that's misplaced thoughts on my part. I I don't think that's really the problem. I I, I think that whole just led into the my thinking about why the Genesis as a whole had problems was the the six buttons and three buttons and yada yada yada. But the I think the game just needed it needed to be streamlined a little bit better because there's there's a few moments where you're you're trying to use the mechanics and it's frustrating as opposed to feeling good. Like you're you have to climb up. A, like you have to climb up diagonally and then reach up to grab a pole above your head or something there like are, that. There are some moments like that that are a little more frustrating and obtuse in what I think is probably like a, you know, a fairly typical like mid 90s platformer kind of way. Sure. Where it's like they're requiring a lot of really precise inputs all at the same time. Yeah, it's it's I guess it's felt a little bit different because he had such a hard time climbing diagonally mm-hmm. and then reaching above him at the same time just because of the speed at which he would grab sometimes. Yeah, so I did I, have, I remember having like in the first couple of stages, there's a point where it becomes clear that like climbing up the wall and like bonk, 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 bonking yeah. your way up the wall is not just something you can do to fool around and break the game. It's actually intended. Yes. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, uh-oh. Right. Oh, this might be... This could be bad because that might that might be frustrating. Mm-hmm. One of the... So what's, what's interesting is, as we're both talking about this, since I only played through it one time, um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you played through it one time. Yep. There's a decent... There's a chance that we went through some of the stages differently, I feel like. I don't know if this Probably. is fact. But I mean, like Sonic Team, like high path, low path. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's a lot of that kind of. Uh, there's a lot of those types of choices where you can kind of like go through it differently. And so that's kind of that's I I I appreciate that actually. I think that's really cool. Gives you replay um, value. Yeah, 
And I, I'm not a big fan of how Sonic Team handles special stages because I find it the, like most of them are are you have a very precise you have to do whatever the thing is and you know what it is. But if you make one mistake, it's over. Yeah. Do it perfectly the first time. And to me, that's kind of a bummer. Like I, I was I'm not a fan of that, but that's just kind of some I guess it's they like it because they do it in all of their games. Yeah. Um, Again, I th- think it's I think a lot of that is just replay value. Yeah, I think it's like, don't you can't get it the first time. So, like, jump back in and do it again and again and again. Eventually, mm-hmm. you'll I mean, that's that's just an old style of game design. It right, doesn't it's, hold it's, up well, but it's yep. it's, you know, the style at the time. Yeah. And it's, I'm not really knocking because, again, I'm 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 looking at this from today. I'm not right. putting myself in the shoe in my shoes in 95. When sure. I, you know, a- absolutely. Like and that's was... that's what the podcast is about, is like, look at this through the look at this through the prism of like right now. Yeah, I I, I guess ultimately how I feel about Rystar is that I wish someone could take Rystar and 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 streamline the stages to to get rid of the stuff that I it's it's basically like hitting a bumper sometimes in Sonic where you're like, God, this is annoying. Yeah, like I, yeah. I just want to I want to feel like I'm flowing through the stage um, using what's in front of me. And, and I, I like, cause I like the idea of Rystar quite a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I just wish it had some modern paint on it. Like, like, some, sure. It, it needs, it needs, I, it, it needs would, to be it touched would, up a bit. Yeah. It would do really, really well from like, it would, it would do really well with like a Sonic mania treatment. Yeah. Where like exactly, someone exactly. who loves the game gets their hands on it and basically like reboots it. Yep. And, puts puts the things that they love about the game in the game and makes like a new and like sort of files off some of the rough spots. Cause mm-hmm. I, I yeah. agree like Rystar is a game. I had a lot of fun with it. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just throw that out there. I actually liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it unquestionably has some rough and frustrating spots. Sure. Um, I have built the up a tolerance to those types of things. So I think they probably didn't hit me as hard. Yeah. Um, once I realized that the, the, it's, it's cool that they incentivize exploration. Sure. Um, it's not like Sonic where you have a timer running all the time. They really want you to sort of like go up, go down, go around, see what's, see what you can find everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it's cool that they're like, there's usually stuff to find even right down to like, if you climb up a wall and they're like, yeah, you'll, you'll find a gem randomly. Yeah. You like, you hit a, a certain spot where you like bonk down an item. It has a, it has a little bit of that super ghouls and ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Like looking for hidden chests. Yep. But it's, it's, it's not quite as obtuse as, no, uh, it's not. as, as super ghouls and ghosts. Cause it's just, it's more just like, Hey, you're looking up here to see if there's a, if there's a route to go that way. And Oh, there's a, there's a one up or something. Yeah. You just found a little fun thing. So I like that. Um, I stopped doing it about midway through because I was like, oh, this is just like everything. All of the items you can collect are either a one up, a a health increase. Yep. Like a health restoration item. Yep. Or points. Mm -hmm. Or a bonus game, which just also gets you points and passwords for later in points. The passwords even... are basically just cheat codes. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what they are is cheat codes, which do is the points do fine, but eh. well, I, I guess it's, 
I, I, uh, the complaint about the passcodes is, is, is sort of, it's neither here nor there. It doesn't actually, I don't care if that's how they wanted to use passcodes. It's just not what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is like the context that we're playing this is in, is that we're playing it from start to finish one time. Yeah. So passcodes to give you additional, like from our perspective, passcodes to give you like extra stuff or extra content for future playthroughs. Like a boss rush mode. Yeah, that, that means nothing to us, but you know, still, if you're playing fine. this game in 1995 and it's your, you know, it's one of the last Genesis games you're going to buy because the, the console's on the way out. Like mm-hmm. it'll, it'll keep you playing a couple more times, mm-hmm. like for a while. I think that like, so I, I don't have any particular issue with the passcodes, but I was looking at it. Like this is a Sonic team game and there's special stages. Mm-hmm. Is there some sort of true ending yes, you have to unlock by clearing all of the special stages? Yeah, or you get to become like a super version of yeah, you know, Super Rai Star, especially because it's the end of the Genesis, right? Right, like like these things. Sonic Team has already established these things in Sonic games. Yeah, so like, are they are they just going to reuse that idea? We already have special stages, and you get a special thing at the end of the special stage. Are mm-hmm. you supposed to collect all of them? The mm-hmm. answer, uh, no, not really. You uh, <laughs> yeah. you get points and passwords, mm-hmm. and that's and that's it. Which fine, but it was it was a bit of a letdown. It was also that's, a relief I, because I was like, oh god, now I, <laughs> I was like, am I gonna have to play through the whole thing again and save <laughs> and like save state at the beginning of all of the bonus games so I can get all the things so I can some see of those the bonus thing. games were 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 rough. Yeah, a couple of them I had fun with. A couple of them I basically finished, but then like, I like I had the right idea, yeah, and I basically did it right, but then like misunderstood what the goal was. <laughs> there was one where it's like the it just pops up a bunch of treasure chests in the middle of the stage, and you have to you basically have to bonk a bunch of them to eliminate them to make oh, I didn't stairs, see this one. yeah, to get up to a different treasure chest, and there's like. <laughs> So there's like the treasure chest that you're supposed to get to. And then there's just a bunch of floating treasure chests in the middle of the stage. And I misunderstood that as you have to bonk all of the treasure chests by the end of the, by the time 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 runs out rather than bonk just enough of the treasure chest to make stairs, to climb up to the real one. (laughs) So I proudly jumped around and bonked every single treasure chest in the entire thing, except for the one I was supposed to get. Good and then had to sit there and wait for my last 20 seconds to run out. <laughs> I, oh, you know, speaking of, 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 of grabbing things or, you know, bonking off of them, that was, that was what I expected them to do on some stages where they would have like a string of things for you to grab to kind of propel yourself forward. Yeah. And I was really looking forward to the, that moment of, oh, this is going to feel so good to have to grab a bunch of things and kind of launch around like a stage that doesn't have platforms or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I guess you never quite get something like, I mean, you get a couple of sequences where you kind of have to go from like pole to pole to pole. Oh yeah. But I meant flying enemies or something like that. Like it's, oh, it's cause yeah, it was too, yeah, yeah. it's cause it's too, I think it's, it's, it's a little too slow to sometimes not too slow, but sometimes it didn't feel like you could react fast enough or you didn't launch yourself high enough. Like imagine yeah. how Mario, you can jump on the, 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 like a, like a, like a Koopa Troopa and then you get an extra bounce, right? Sure. Like yeah. it would have been really cool if when you grabbed a flying enemy, you launched yourself forward. 
as you like you pulled yourself into them and they went flying and then you got a little extra air yeah time. The, i i was frustrated with that too because there's a couple of instances where they do want you to do something like that they yes. do want you to use enemies for elevation yeah but like i kept trying to jump off of them yeah and instead of being able to like jump off of them and like kind of swing mm-hmm he always pulls himself towards the enemy to bonk them. And then you get like, no, you get very little height off of that. Yeah. And I, I thought that was, that's one of those, I, I guess that's what I meant by, I didn't feel like end of end of life. Like this is the flagship. This is the final swan song for the console. Cause it's just, there is tiny little, it's that polish that's in a Mario game, you know, where you're, you, you know, you're running left to right and you stop and Mario does that little slide animation. There's a little puff of smoke and it's like, and then, then you can start running the other direction. Like you don't need that stuff to have that, in the game, but it feels good. And okay. that's where I felt Rysar was I'm missing. gonna fight you on this. Okay, yeah. Because I think that little bits of unnecessary polish are actually one of the game's best points. I I agree, like, what we were talking about with the grabby thing, with, like, grabbing enemies, and, like, yeah. that is, like, that's an issue that I agree with you on, but I think that's more of an issue of, like, the game's intended design like that, like clearly when you grab and you swing off of the, off of this enemy, mm-hmm. it feels like it's supposed to work a certain way and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that's like the fact that it feels like it should do a certain thing. And the response that you get is something different and less satisfying is definitely a flaw. Like that's, that's a bad aspect of the game. Yeah. And that I happens I was... a couple of times. There's like, Oh, I thought I'd be able to like, it's, it's the, it's like the UX testing thing. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, I was kind of candy coating it to make it not sound as egregious. <laughs> well, but, no, it's, it's like, you're actually call it right. Like it is like, it's really, it's really much, it's a much, it's a much bigger flaw than just, uh, the way it looks, or, well, the, I guess what I meant by feel with Mario's, you know how you know how he has that traction, like there's the 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 motion that you're still sliding, and that f- yeah, you, you can feel the resistance when you stop running. That's kind of what I was making it akin to, and the the it idea feels like the game feel is important. Yeah, it's important that once you get a once you get a feel for what your character does, like you should be able to run into a new situation. And like more or less understand what your character's capabilities are and what you're going to do and what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And Rystar runs into a couple of situations where you're faced with something and you think you know how it should work and it doesn't do what it feels like it should do. And the game feels worse as a result. And yeah. that's like jumping off of enemies instead of headbutting them is something it feels like you should do. It feels like you should be able to grab and swing off of them instead of having to headbutt them. It feels like you should be able to climb up over corners. Yeah. You, if you can climb up a sheer wall, why can't you grab a corner ledge? And, and well, especially because you can almost, you can almost time it where you're grabbing straight to the right mm-hmm. as if you would be able to pull yourself onto the ledge, but it right. doesn't matter. Cause if that's the way that you approach that ledge, you're never getting up it. Right. Right. So there's like, there is a lot of stuff where it's like this conflicting feel yeah. of like, it the the design seems to lead you towards these conclusions and then it smacks you in the face and says no. Mm-hmm. So I get that, but I think that Rystar shines in in two major areas. One, okay. it has a crap ton of personality. It does, yeah. Like 
the I I like the character design. I think they actually do a lot and give you a lot of variety in what your character does, considering his actual only power is to is reach great. out and grab things. Yeah. They yeah, like the underwater stages were with that. Yep. Sorry, I cut you off. Oh no, I was just saying the underwater stages, like the the you, they they did a nice job with the variety of the levels, considering what he has to work with, and even within the non like even 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 the levels that uh where, where what you're doing is more or less the same. It still it felt good to get through most of the levels. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of there's a lot of variety in the stages, even though they kind of do your typical like here's your starter here's your starter grassy stage. And then you got underwater stage and you got fire stage and fire lava like stage music and you stage. have ice stage. You have the, the music stage. stage was cool. Huh? Oh, sorry. <laughs> the, the music stage was really cool. I love the Okay. So I wanted to talk specifically about the music stage um, right. because that the I think Planet Sonata, I think is yeah, what it's Sonata, called. Yep. Eternal um, Sonata. <laughs> so that whole like deliver the metronome thing. Yeah, I like that. That was like they just randomly decided, you know what? We're going to throw puzzle platformer into this. But I, I, I that was that was the moment where I was like, OK, no, I I, I am. I'm having fun playing this game right now because you, you mentioned the mentioned the two tweets. Because so, I, so I, I, I pulled up yours and uh, and had mine and the the what I had tweeted where was you like call a, it forgettable. And I'm like, yo, Rystar is awesome. Why does no one talk about this game? But but I called it forgettable after saying after showing like the screenshots of the game, basically once you get a score at the end of it, it says like, uh, Oh yeah. Fantastic. Excellent. Fantastic. Wonderful. Whatever it is. So that's how I felt while playing some of the game. And then when I was done, I was kind of like, yeah, but will I care in five years? And Mm. so that's, so it, it kind of looks like I'm just saying the game's forgettable out and out. But what I, what I was really trying to say is, is the game is enjoyable enough to play, but I don't know if you're going to care about it long term. That's fair. I will say that I had like two or three people in the stream raving or not regulars that just popped in. Cause like, yo, Rystar, this is like my favorite game ever. Ah, oh. so there See, are people like yeah. there is a community around Rystar where it's like, yeah, this game though, <laughs> like some people remember it. I mean, like you can pull people in around any game. I'll was... be like, I love this game. <laughs> sure. I was going to say that, but that's, that's, that's not the exact point you're trying to make. <laughs> That there's always someone that loves everything. It's, right, it's right, that right, Rystar right. is a, a good enough game that you randomly streamed it and someone happened to have it on a follow me on Twitter on Twitch and they were like, oh, I'm watching this dude play this. Yeah. Like that's that's a different kind of following than just, yeah, well, I like James Pond too. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> no, there was someone who came in and literally said like, this is my favorite game of all time. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. And I can, and I don't, so I can see how that could be a thing. Cause the game, I, the game is not bad. It's, it's just not a game that I'll, I won't, eh, I'll be like, yeah, I played that game. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's I, I, I think a lot of games that we played on the podcast are like, yeah, I'm glad I played it. I, now right. I know, yes. now I know yes. what this is. Cause I do remember seeing it in, in, in game magazines or like on a, on a store shelf. I, I remember the box art, like it's not, it wasn't a four boy, and I played a little bit of it to get a trophy or tr- achievement or whatever, like ten years ago on the 360. Um, so I I remembered the game, and it's one of those ones like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy I played through this. I I had a good time, but I don't 
Yeah. I, I would love to see it. I would actually, what I was, what I'd really love to see is, is as we were talking about, if, if they rebooted Rystar with mm-hmm. some, just some modern flair or stream, like you said, the Sonic Mania treatment, this, this would be a, I think it would actually jump into the truly awesome uh, game experience if they gave it, if they did that to it. Yeah, I, I think that Rystar is a, I, I think that one of its strongest points is that it, it's really impressive in its ability to do more with less. Yeah. Like in the personality, you're, that's a, that's, I really, I, I, I thinking about it, that's, that's a big part of it. I think for me too, is that. It, there is a lot of stuff you can do in that game, considering yeah. that your buttons are jump and grab. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, yeah, I never felt, I didn't feel that, that that's the, the, the mechanics or the, the actual actions of pressing the two buttons, I never felt limited on. I felt more limited by how they functioned within the world, like how the physics yeah. worked or the... the Yeah, the, the actual... physics especially, because it or... gives you a lot of freedom, but not total freedom. Yeah. And I think the fact that it gives you... I think that we wouldn't feel as... Um, ironically enough, I feel like we wouldn't think of it as being as limiting yeah. if they didn't give you the ability to, like, wall climb. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. The it's, fact it's, that, like, when you go in and you realize that you can just kind of, like, bonk up a wall, it's like, I oh, man, we can go good. anywhere. Yeah, that's how yeah, I, I felt so, like. And um, then they, and then, like, you find that and you think you have total freedom and then that f- spends the rest of the game taking that freedom away from you. Yes, because what it felt like to me was like, oh, my God, it's like playing through Sonic 2 with Knuckles. You're like, this is nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm cheating. And so that's that's where I felt like they were going with the, the game design is that they really didn't. It was it's more about uh, the, what the heck's that? It, it just felt like they were trying to make a game that wasn't supposed to be um, difficult. It was more just about the experience of yeah. playing it. Like, like, kind a, of like almost Kirby, like an, a right? like a platformer exploration sandbox. Exactly. Yeah. It, it it I thought I was getting into more of a Kirby or like that Starly game where you're not really playing it to have a hard like it's not supposed to be about a puzzle or a, a tricky thing that you're getting through. It's more like just play around this level with these abilities and there's going to be some cool moments, but, you know, do what you want. And that's not what I got. Right. And so that's probably it's, why it's much more of a straightforward experience. Yeah, it is. Despite and like the and. It's even more so once you realize that, like, if you have a decent stock of lives and enough health, you don't really need to go after that treasure chest. Nope. It's really <laughs> enticing, but it's going to have health, points, or an extra life. And if you don't need any, you never need the points, really. And if you have enough of the other two, then you can just ignore it. It's yeah. literally worthless to you. Well, they, they were very generous with um the blue hearts, which were like a full heal. Yeah, the full heal. Stars. Or blue stars, excuse me. Uh, and, and if you got to a part of the game that felt way too hard, it's probably just because it's where the secret, the secret stage thing was. So you could just ignore it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> like there was, I think it was, shoot, I don't remember which world it was, but there was one where you kind of were bouncing on trampolines and then going over spikes and stuff. Oh yeah. 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 And there was one part where you could, you could grab a bar at the bottom, which was kind of hard to time actually. Yes. Uh, because you have to, you have to, that was, maybe that was another thing that I had an issue with was that when you press the button to shoot out your hands, there's still a decent amount of time before your hands get to where they need to go. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a delay on it. Right. Especially because you stretch out so far. Yeah. And so then you get to that part and you're bouncing and you're, I don't even remember what you're supposed to, I think you're supposed to grab the wall to shoot yourself back down and then, that sounds so right. you don't hit the spikes or something yeah. like, I don't remember. And I was like, this part's annoying. And then I was like, oh, duh, this is just going to take me to the, 
uh, the special stars. I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I started noping out of stuff like that when I realized, like, I didn't have to do it and there wasn't really any benefit to it. Mm-hmm. Like, there I- were some things where I would commit to, but, like, if I was, if I was not playing, if I was just playing to just see everything, you know, if I was a kid and I was just, like, trying to do it, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I would absolutely do it, but... I'd absolutely go and like see what's over here, see what's over there. Like you want to explore more of the game, yeah. And it's it's built for that, just so you can see what's where. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's clearly what they. But were when you're just about trying to get password. through it, like there's not really, there's not really any reason to go through that. Yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know. I you know what I did like was the final boss. Okay, so before we get to that, I want to, like, because this this is actually going to segue into that, because there's okay. one aspect of the final boss that I want to talk about specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I like the final boss, too. And the final <laughs> boss music. The final boss The final yeah. boss music is rad. It felt cool, too, because it felt... It, you, you, you were like, oh, this is neat. We're going into space elevators. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt... It was want? very final. Yeah, you... you I, I enjoyed that. It was that very final, final you know, boss. It's like, this is, this, is, this is the end of the game, and you know it, and you're like, okay, yep. cool. Yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no confusion about it. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've talked a couple of times about like the variety of stuff you can do with just grab and pull. (laughs) Yep. Um, so like, I just want to talk about some of the variety of things that you do with such a simple mechanic. So obviously you have like your primary attack is just grab an enemy and pull yourself towards them and headbutt them. Mm -hmm. But like, I've been talking about how much personality this game has. So, like, let's talk about how did you notice when you do your little monkey bar climbing? Yeah. Rystar's hands specifically land on each rung individually. Yeah. Like, those animations are so smooth. They really are. Like, the... So you use that. You use... That's true. You use grabbing onto rungs like that to protect yourself from, like, airflow and water flow that blows you backwards, which is not a new thing, but it's something I always appreciate. Um, You can... You grab enemies to bonk them. Sometimes you have to grab enemies from a certain direction because Mm -hmm. of the way they're moving, which adds a little bit of variety to the combat. The fire stages have those little bunkers with the lever underneath that activates the fire switch. And then you can turn on the fire switch to blow up the bunker. Yeah. I enjoyed that. There's the stage where you open the treasure chest and it has the little rye star, uh, like, like trophy model, mm-hmm. which you use to set off the traps. Oh yeah. I thought that was another one of the, that was another, it, it was, that's why I liked the, the music levels that it gave you something different to do other than just get through the stage. Yeah. It, it gave you the, and I played with the, I was like, what's this trophy? And I actually carried it left and was like, oh, that's not what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it took me a while to figure out what it's supposed to be. Cause I thought it was like, carry it to a point and then get a thing and put it on a switch <laughs> yeah. or something. <laughs> I but tried setting it on fire. You, yeah. You literally <laughs> use it like a decoy. Right. Cause it had, you, you run into those little like cages that drop from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. and trap you and you throw the decoy in front of you so that the decoy gets trapped instead. Yeah. And like, that's a fun little thing. We talked about the music, uh, the metronome level, um, where you literally have to like carry this thing with you and you have to use like these, these like floaty platforms and, (laughs) and use all of, use all these different mechanics to sort of like 
get to like get to the end of that with the met like carry the metronome with you to the end yep by like using by using little floaty platforms or like conveyor belts or the little crane thing that grabs it and takes it from you or or like hidden doors like so many little things like that there's and that brings me to like the final boss where you literally use a mechanic that doesn't seem like it's there on purpose. What also doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and it also doesn't make any sense, but, but it, it made is me feel good. absolutely essential for the final boss yeah. because he, he does this thing in one of his it's later stages hole. where he just creates an insta kill black hole and you use the like, I, I can only call it like a physics exploit. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> Where you grab one of the enemies and you you anchor yourself in place when you're yeah, holding you just... on to something. <laughs> now yep. it's they use it in other in other places where it's like you're underwater and the turbine's going and it's gonna blow you back into spikes. So you grab like a fish, or you grab like a you know you grab like a a, a handle or something so that you don't get blown back. Yep. It's it's funny when I the turbines I kind of just brute forced my way past them by swimming really fast like in one direction. Yeah, I realized you could do that pretty quickly. The fir <laughs> yeah. the first one I was like using every nook and cranny, but then I you can pretty much just fast swim by them. They don't trigger that quickly. As long as you if you turn yourself on an angle, like if you slightly tilt up or down, then you get thrown backwards. But if you just go straight, I'd never had a problem with the turbines. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. I still had to hide like once, but you can mostly just kind of shoot through. But yeah. yeah, the final boss does this like black hole thing where he'll just suck you in and you get insta killed. Yep. <laughs> but you just like there's these random ass normal like level one Goomba enemies crawling around on the ground and you just <laughs> grab onto one and keep a hold of them without head bonking them. Just hold on tight and you just hold on to them until the until that phase is over. And that's what keeps you from getting drawn in. Yeah. Which is such a goofy thing, but I really liked that. Yeah, me too. I, I, I enjoyed it just because it felt... So since I had not used that functionality in the game, I thought it was unique to the final boss. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I died the first time. I was like, what the, what the hell am I supposed to do? So I tried again, just running away, like running in the opposite direction. I was like, well, I don't really run fast enough. This seems weird. Right. And I just happened to grab the enemy and hold it for a second. I was like, oh, I'm not moving. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Like, so it is, it is a really, really simple concept that they use in so many different ways. They do. Yeah. That's what really gets me. Like yeah. that's, that's what really like made me, made me smile. It's just like, this game is clever. This game has a very, very simple concept and they keep finding new ways to apply it. And I really appreciated that. Mm -hmm. I, I know there's a couple more that I'm forgetting about. Oh, one of the last stages, there's a there's a puzzle with these like platforms that go like side to like up and down and, and left to right. Oh, yeah, you have to push them and stuff. Like, you Yeah, have to, you, you have actually have to them. bonk them to change their direction, which, like, mm -hmm. okay, changing the direction of a moving platform, Platformer 101, but still, the the way it plays out, and it I actually, even than... though it was kind of irritating, the fact that you can actually be crushed between them. Yeah, I laughed the first time I got crushed. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I actually thought that was a cute little wrinkle. 
controlling the platform or moving the platform that way is more enjoyable than doing it in Mario 64. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. And that platform doesn't even kill you. No, it doesn't. God, I hate that. I hate the moving platform in Mario 64. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, it's one of the reasons I hate Hazy Maze Cave. Yeah. Yep. So personality-wise, there are so many damn animations in this game. You can, well, so personality, I feel like it's, it's, you can really tell that this is a game that was in the oven for a very, very long time in terms of thinking about it from yes. a on paper kind of, I want yeah. this character to feel like this. Yeah, I think people had ideas that yes. they really worked hard to bring to fruition. Like, this game I, has love in it. I think it just needed, I think it needed, uh, even, so let's, let's take the, the weird physics stuff aside and, and, sure. and pretend like that's just fine it doesn't matter to me i think if someone had taken another pass through the level design mm -hmm. itself and just changed a few things here and there i would have uh, it would have been a much better overall experience for me but where rystar to be honest the the biggest failure of rystar is not in the game it's just when it was released like yeah. and why nobody cares about it today it, it, it yeah it's it has nothing to do with the gameplay it has nothing to even do with my gripes about various level designs or physics things or whatever it is the 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 biggest problem with it is that it was released so close to the saturn and nobody mm -hmm. cared anymore because they were probably they didn't understand what sega was doing because they had just released the sega cd and the 32x and everyone's like right well, who cares now yeah um, late console releases have a hard time um we are we are now in here in late 2020 dating the episode yeah <laughs> um <laughs> We have two new consoles out on the market, and over the next year, some of the best games ever released are going to come out for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, and many of them will be buried by the fact that they are on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Yeah, end, end of end of end of term games tend to they they, they have an issue a lot of times, right? Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, we, we talked about this with Kirby's Dreamland 3, which came out oh, in yeah. 1997. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a weird one. It's it's rare for a game. Even even it's it's like the year that the the new console is released. Uh, it, those, those games a lot of times can get forgotten or mm -hmm. where the hype is super strong for for the for the newest console. Yeah, I think even that, like, like Earthbound had problems in some ways. Yeah, right? like in terms of its original release, people didn't care. And it's not like RPGs weren't popular enough in the west i they were they were getting there but it was kind of limited to like a couple of big franchises it was like final thing well chrono trigger i guess squaresoft was the yeah was the kind of catch-all that's that's probably part basically of that. yeah like dragon quest hadn't even really caught on that well no no but yeah, yeah like it feels it's 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 kind of just the 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 time frame of when yeah when rystar was released that's 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 what really that's what really killed its uh, it's longevity for, for, or, or like it's, it's memorability or whatever, whatever it is that. I do them. think that for, uh, I, I think you're right that like, it just kind of got sort of trapped in a corner around a bunch of other bad Sega decisions, mm -hmm. like kind of, kind of a, a, a dimly shining beacon buried by a whole bunch of other dark garbage. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it just, you know, it just kind of got thrown in the bin with the rest of that. Yeah. But it is like considering it is in or it is a new IP or it mm -hmm. was a new IP like in 95. It was like the first attempt at that concept. 
Yeah. And it's it, granted, it's it's Sonic Team, so it's not like it's a, a indie. It, it's not like it's some like new rookie developer that doesn't know what they're doing. Well, interesting. It's interesting that you say that because the 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 team the uh, the marketing staff in 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 at least in the West mm-hmm. they made they claimed that Rystar was not designed by the the primary Sonic team. They actually Why? they, they in, in 1994 there was an EGM interview where the the Sega marketing team was like it's not designed by the Sonic programming team. <laughs> it was well, it was only until later that people said that oh this is the Sonic team because the team that made Rystar a lot of them went on to go make Nights into Dreams which was kind of like the right. next big yeah, Sonic yeah team game so in when the game was released in the west they kind of unhyped it in in true sega yeah, fashion. why would they shoot it in its own foot <laughs> in true sega fashion <laughs> yeah like undermining your own ip is the is the truest sega move <laughs> it's which if they had they because they didn't i don't i don't I don't know why they would, wouldn't market it as such. They probably were afraid because Sonic was, you know, the the flagship pushing. They they you know had big numbers. Any Sonic yeah, it, it might be something as simple as like because it's a Genesis game and they like they're trying to push the new, they're trying to push the new consoles right, thirty two X Saturn yeah. and everything, and they probably wanted to be like, oh, don't worry, the 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 Sonic team is working on the on the new next gen stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was it was. I'm going to guess it wasn't a complete bonehead move. It was just a mis- like in in hindsight, it's like um, <laughs> yeah, <what? laughs> yeah. It, like it's not like in the '90s, like Japanese companies did not have a particularly particularly good way ma- method of of like communicating with their Western with their Western like localization and business teams. <laughs> peacekeepers <laughs> yeah no like we talked about that and like there's <laughs> there's actually um in that video i talked about earlier about the dreamcast there is a lot of confusion and consternation between the western and eastern sega teams in yeah. terms of how the business is run so this uh, I, that's, it may I'm, just I'm really be another side of that yeah did you know that most of the I don't know if all of them do, but most of the stages in Rystar, um, Rystar has a unique idle animation. No. In really? the um, In the music stages, he actually, like, taps his foot and snaps his fingers to the beat of the music. Oh, my God. I love that. In uh, in the snow stages, he literally builds a snowman. <laughs> that's, Which... that's awesome. He, if he stands there, he stands there and he starts building a snowman. And that is your hint later in that stage when you have the snowball fight. Yeah. Which, by the way, snowball fight. Like, you can't tell me you didn't smile at the snowball fight. No, I did. I did. So it's the, it, it works the same way where you just have to kind of stand there for a second and let your idle, I, I, uh, bah, excuse me, <laughs> your idle animation kick in. Like, if you do that earlier in the stage, you make the snowman. If you do that during the snowball fight, that's how you make a snowball. <laughs> oh, so my it's God, actually that's how like you make a... a snowball. Yeah. Dude, I completely didn't. It I, confused I, I... me at first, too. I was like, why is there sometimes a snowball? Why isn't there? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's literally stand still for a second. Yep. So I did that not. He has I didn't catch a, so that, that he has a second to gather a snowball. I thought it was just something weird that I was doing that I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, no, like it's a, it's it is completely ingenious because 
it's the same animation of like it's sort of like a cartoon dust cloud of like yeah you know with his hands going all over and earlier in the stage he makes a little tiny snowman but if you do that in the snowball fight with the same interval the idle animation kicks in the same way but instead of a snowman it's the snowball you can throw so the idle animation is literally the hint at the mechanic later on all right all right like, That's interesting. There's um there's one of the boss fights where uh you run into the I, I like all the boss fights, by the way. Some of them too. are frustrating, but like they're they're cute and clever. I don't I don't have any I had no gripes where I, I I had no moments of like, God, I hate this game or anything ever while playing it once. And I, I definitely had a, a a nice uh the bosses the bosses were unique enough where you're kind of like this is fun i, I yeah. actually like the fish one too the yeah where you're like slowly draining the water mm-hmm. I got yeah that was a that. that was a fun one um the the one i really got a kick out of because i was like yo like big non-verbal storytelling here so like you you warp into a boss arena and you see in the background uh there's like a cage with a with a little bird in it mm-hmm and you walk a little further and there's another cage with another bird in it. And they're kind of like thrashing around trying to get out. Yeah. And you go a little further and then there's a third cage is like three times the size of the first two. <laughs> yeah. And it's broken. And like that is that's a little bit of nonverbal storytelling meant for you to notice and say, oh, shit. Right. Yeah. And then like and then the the obviously the boss is that bird. But like. It just gives you that little moment of like, it doesn't draw too much attention to it. It just has you walk past it and see it. And it's like, oh, there's a, there's two like smallish, but violent looking birds. And then a much larger cage that's broken. And you're like, this might uh be a problem. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally like that moment of, uh oh, oh no. And like little moments like that, I think were like scattered throughout the game. And they just, I kept noticing them. And they kept just making me smile. And I was like, this, like, the the game is not perfect, but it has so much just love and attention and personality. And, like, I, it's one of those games where I felt like I could really feel the, I, I could feel the love that the developers had for the character. Sure. It was like, it's like a bunch of people sitting in a room being like, hey, you know, it'd be, you know, it'd be cool. You know, it'd be really cute is if we had him do this. And it's not I mean, going to sell any extra copies, but I think it's cool. There, I like there's it. There's no doubt they they really wanted Rystar to be the next thing. If there, I sent you a link to an EGM, um, yeah. and it's it's on page 218 in the Internet Archive scrolling thing. It's technically page like 193, but that's probably because of ads and stuff that yeah. they, that the Internet Archive does differently than the magazine. Um, and you were can tell EGM, they really wanted to be. Were EGM that? magazines that long? Yeah, dude, the old the old EGMs were like oh, three four hundred page monsters. That's I'm, man, I I, I subscribed when ones. they were more like fifty or sixty pages. Fifty or sixty, dude. Yeah, no, it was like remember? I mean that was like the early aughts. The the I remember the the there was like the that's true they did get much thinner as time went on but there, then they would have like really big massive ones for like the GameCube versus the Xbox. That's actually well, yeah. one of my favorite EGM articles because they talk about how. <laughs> Super Smash Brothers has no staying power and it won't be something <laughs> that people care about and Halo 1 will be the game that everyone 
will will care about for years to come because they gave someone gave i mean people do care about halo halo was a big turning point no doubt no doubt but the way that they talked about smash brothers was like yeah it's a game you'll play with your family or something (laughs) yeah because it was at that you know is that the 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 pinnacle or the right uh, fast forward to 25 years later no smash players have families (laughs) (laughs) but but in this interview with got him the 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 two western people that were talking about you know they were the ones promoting Rystar here they sure. were they were going on to say like oh yeah we'd love to have Rystar be part of the Sonic team like be or be part of the Sonic um, ethos like so you could maybe oh, yeah. be in the same game even or something right. like that or we we really think that Rystar is going to be the next big pro, like Sega property right um, so there is there is a hundred percent love for for the character yeah yeah and I mean like you can. I think part of it too, you were talking about like the fact that the, uh, the game sort of suffered from the time that it came out. Yeah. So yes, the fact that it sort of brings up the tail end of the Genesis life cycle, definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. Also, this is around the time that mascot platformers are not really the thing anymore. Yeah. People are, people are not, uh, like they're done with that. Right. They want, they want something more interesting right you're not you don't you don't see a cool spot on uh <laughs> in in the new the, the the new consoles they still had mascot platformers but they tried to they did something that was supposed to be different or they were supposed to be edgy or more adult like you know gex or whatever the it's god awful series was yeah it's um, it's fun to see the uh it, it's nice to see that like practically nothing at all has changed in 25 years of of uh talking about video games because like <laughs> literally the second question in this interview from what we gather rystar seems to be geared towards a younger video gaming crowd <laughs> does this mean the game won't appeal to veteran players God, i can't like, believe that's <laughs> like literally like i'm sorry the game has color in it <laughs> jesus <laughs> yep it's still a problem for people apparently <laughs> Like, hey, this game's colorful and has, and has, like, <laughs> and has a character whose primary weapon isn't a firearm. Does yeah. this mean it's not for, does this mean it's for babies? I, they, they, I think they realized they had to start doing that when people were like, is Mario a children's game? Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. would it be, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, oh, God. Just because, just because kids aren't banned from playing it doesn't mean that it's the only audience that counts yeah sorry it's not the the canceled thrill kill for the ps1 oh boy that was a deep dive you really (laughs) you really got in there on that one i'm sorry i just i have an old uh i have an old copy of um what was the name of it It was like a cheat code like expert gamer or something where it had thrill kill on the cover art because they were so hyped about thrill kill and then it was now it never came out the uh the violence for violence sake game that i always think of is manhunt sure manhunt yeah oh the 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 the, the classic pc one is um postal oh my god postal yeah thank you postal 2 especially yeah i just like here is a game where we have packaged edge <laughs> please did a please bad purchase it, our but... edge <laughs> yeah exactly your parents won't like this game at all yeah <laughs> Buy this to make your mom cry. (laughs) 
Oh my god. With I, her credit card. I, I I never played Manhunt, but I got to say that's I one that either. I I don't care. I don't either. I don't I, want to play I don't it on either. this podcast ever. <laughs> yeah, like officially banning Manhunt from the Retro Breakdown cuz who gives a damn? <laughs> I I I'll throw... I remember the I remember the controversy surrounding it. But yeah, other than that, it basically only... it basically occupies the same space in my memory as BMX Triple X. <laughs> yeah, I would BMX Triple X at least. Have I the... would actually play that. <laughs> my friend and I a... rented it. Did they really? Oh yeah, we we we. His mom usually liked to see what we rented, but that time we kept it secret. <laughs> yeah. Before they pulled them all. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was the game. <laughs> You know, the, the, the joy of a lot of those, the, you know, the, the Tony Hawks and stuff was yeah. just doing tricks and then silly things would happen, right? Like right. some physics thing would happen that was bad. And like, BMX Triple X, the, the glass the second, broke. What's that? The glass broke. Woo. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. The, in BMX Triple X, it was really great because the second you did something that caused your model to go off the bike, he just became a block of wood. Like <laughs> He was super stiff and would just kind of like bounce oddly. Oh, like was... the opposite of ragdolling? Yeah. yeah, sometimes, right, right, because I don't know what happened, but the, the models just were not meant to ever be off of the bikes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it was it was awful. And it had, it basically had the equivalent of the Yakuza, uh, <laughs> the, the Yakuza, uh, uh, what, what the heck, what are they called? The dating simulation where, where, where you win oh yeah and you get the, like a little video club. that that was the bonus of of uh, bmx triple x i suppose the bonus is the wrong word since it was the entirety of the marketing yeah, campaign basically <laughs> i didn't okay. so it's like actually like fmv yeah yeah uh they Gross. it was real footage of i think it was girls from a popular strip club like scores or something like that i don't know i've never been to a strip club so <laughs> I actually don't. I just remember there being an interview where they talked about that, and my mom would sometimes listen listen to uh, uh, Howard Stern, and mm. I think that was the place that they talked about in that. I see. I, I uh, my yeah, my well, in laws tried to get me to a, a strip club for what they called was a bachelor what they called a bachelor party, but it was actually just them going out and doing what they wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Dean's and idea of a bachelor party is used to party. Right. Yeah, because your idea of a bachelor party is playing video games at home with pizza. <laughs> yeah, it literally would have been that. Right. Literally that. <laughs> but instead, it was like go to a cigar shop and a bar, and then, and then like telling everybody at the outset, we're not going to a strip club. If we, if you try to get me to go to a strip club, I'm going home. Right. And then after a few drinks, they were all like, okay, it's time for the strip club. And I was like, I'm going home. And then I went home. <laughs> and that was the end of that. <laughs> oh so that was God. the closest I've ever been to going to a strip club. BMX Triple uh, X. BM on the Retro Breakdown. Probably not. <laughs> I don't I don't have any inclination to play that. <laughs> with like, naked breasts but we could actually like tony hawk's pro skater is old enough <laughs> i think I'm not, oh my we could you even stream bmx triple x i actually have no idea they twitch has like rules with like if nudity is just kind of part of the game then they won't strike it but like they those seen... rules change if it's like an actual like it's basically like is the nudity 
part of the game and it's just like, you know, there's just like a moment where nudity happens because of story reasons. Yeah, this is or BMX is it the XXX. point of the game? VMX Triple X is definitely the 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 nakedness is 100% part of the story it's, for it's sure. Triple X is the like part of is half the title. <laughs> I, just, I want you to look at the wiki entry for it. I've never seen such a sparse how uh, like Wikipedia page. Triple for... X is part of the title, but like it the content is single X at best. <laughs> NC17. BMX NC17. <laughs> bmx titanic um what there's nudity in titanic oh yeah there, i think there's more nudity in titanic than than, <laughs> than bmx triple x than the u.s release of bmx triple x because i think they had to blur out all the all the all the bare breasts as wikipedia i've never seen a page that they say breasts like four times in two sentences <laughs> oh i didn't know this a game boy advance version was released under the name dave mira freestyle bmx3 but without the lewd- nudity language and adult humor <laughs> so what <laughs> so it's just it's just one of the dave mira freestyle bmx games but they <laughs> but you know but grand theft auto got popular so they felt like they needed to trend chase but they didn't even release it under the right name. So it was literally just Dave Mira Freestyle BMX. Well, like, I assume the I assume it was a port that came out later. Yeah, it must have been. Nope, it came out like a week later. Oh my so, god. I don't know. Like maybe it's like maybe it's just like they they just they figured wanted? that the Game Boy Advance like had a younger like it had a demographic that skewed younger, so they're like, okay, let's not give people like the portable softcore porn game. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I love that. Dave this Mira... is around like when hot coffee happened too. Like, it's tr- yeah, it was a oh, weird this is before, time. This is, this, yeah, this is like two two years before that or so. Like um, the whole like the whole two thousand two thousand five period of game development is just is is weird. I, I just really like that when Dave Mira found out about the game and what was in it, he was like, no, you're get my name off of this. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I don't want anything to do with this trash. Keep it dirty. BMX triple X. <laughs> so anyway, oh. Rystar. Yeah. Poor Rystar. I, I Rystar think that, gets... I think that we've reached the end of what we can say about Rystar. I feel really I, bad that Rystar clearly. got lumped into to BMX triple X. I like I'll Sorry. go back and listen to how we got here. I know that there was I know there's a thread that we followed oh, to get no, to this it, point, but I'm pretty sure it was dumb. I'm 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 it it sums up <laughs> it's, it's it's exactly what I was saying about Rystar. <laughs> there's it's an enjoyable experience, but there's something else that might get your attention. <laughs> yeah. Except for the I music. liked it, but no, I, I, I have to admit like it may not stick out as like a game that I really want to go back to. You know what is, you know what this game actually reminded me of in a couple of instances that is a game that sticks out in my mind. What's that? Uh, Rocket Knight Adventures. You know, I have never played that. I've heard of it though. It Rocket Knight Adventures is a game that I played in 2017 when yeah. I was doing my whole sequence of, that was my first real year in streaming. And oh, what right, right. I, and yep. the way I kept it up is like, I'm going to play one like retro game that I haven't played before each month. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was kind I, of like the whole heart of your, the channel at first. Yeah. And the uh, rocket Knight adventures was one of those games that I want to say I played in like May or okay. something. Um, I don't remember. It was, it was one of the months, 
but I I remember actually playing it and having a really really great time with it. It was one of those moments where you're like, why why isn't this something that people remember fondly? Yeah, yeah, it definitely it like, and I still remember that was like three years ago, three and a yeah, half we're coming years up, ago. Coming up on three and a half, like four, yeah. So like, and it I haven't played it since, but it still stands out as like that was that was a really special experience. So maybe we look into that one at some point. It is cool. very difficult though. That's I mean that's okay. It can it can also be a game that if if it's one that is I mean whatever, yeah. That that would be a fun something to look at sometime. Yeah. What I, I I would like to do that. What uh what joyful experience do do we have coming up? Well, um this um uh, this podcast comes out on December 1st, so it's December now. That's so, true. So maybe some holiday cheer. Let's um <laughs> Let's take a look at renowned Christmas game, <laughs> James Pond 2. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Let me get the full, let me get the full title here. James Pond 2, codename Robocod. <laughs> if we're playing it on the Super Nintendo, though, you'll just remember it as Super James Pond. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it depends on which you console you want to play You know what might be fun? <clears throat> Maybe one of us should play it on Super Nintendo and one of us should play it on Genesis. I was I was going to suggest the same thing, and we can compare versions. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know. This this is hey hey hey. I was gonna I was gonna say it's a classic, and I know we always make fun of this, but did you see that Limited Run is releasing a a a, a physical copy of Shadow of the Ninja, the NES classic? Yes, I saw it. <laughs> I just want to say because so you justified. sent it to me with the word "classic" in all caps. <laughs> Hey, they put it in the title. It's not my fault. I guess it's a classic. So it so, wasn't bad. <laughs> no, it, just, it was uh, just NES hard. And it just made me. It just made me smile because I, I jokingly call everything a classic. It's like, wait a minute, what's going on? <laughs> age does not make something. Age alone does not make things classic. Well, we'll see that. We'll see about that with James Pond too. I've not actually played any of those games, and if we have a reasonably good time with this one. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind taking a look at the other ones either. Yeah, sure. I didn't. I mean, I assume there was a first one. So but this one has something to do with like killing Santa or no, no, or you're not killing Santa, Santa or <laughs> I think I. Oh, God. What? Oh, what? <laughs> what I, I realized when I when I sarcastically presented it as a Christmas game, it just kind of sounds like it's not a Christmas game, but it actually is. No, there, there's a there is a reason why we've decided to play the second one first. Like, yeah, specifically it's, the second one we're because in the North it's Poland in Santa's grotto. <laughs> because, like Die Hard, it's a Christmas game. <laughs> yeah, much, 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 much like age making everything a classic. Apparently, if it's released around Christmas or has Christmas music in it, it's Christmas. Yes. Until next every time. Yakuza game is a Christmas game. <laughs> Every them. single one I'm... of them. They all have Christmas music in them, and they all take place in December. Sure. I, I, I'll, I'm i happy up. with it. Straight up. There's even snow sometimes. Well, yeah. If you're in the snow area. Doesn't it snow? No, it snows It snows in the city. Yeah. In, it, I mean, I mean, in it doesn't five. Stick. No, no, in, in Kiwami. I'm pretty sure there's one of the, the tiles, like one of the, this, this, like, where you're walking around, it's just kind of snowing a bit. There, it might be. It's I been mean, a while. I, I haven't played Kiwami in like like three years, man. Yeah, no, I know. Poor Rystar. 
until next. All right. Time. Yeah, we're done. We 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 talked about Rystar, and now we're ready to talk about anything else. And to prevent this podcast from hitting the three hour mark, let's just uh, let's just pick out a, a good jam to end this thing with, and we'll we'll see you all next week for James Bond Two, which is actually a Christmas game. <laughs> <laughs>